Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 185 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading Luke chapter 6 today, and our focus is on what should be the foundation of your life. Well, we're a little over halfway through the year, and I want to welcome some new listeners from Islamabad, Pakistan, Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates, Mpumalanga, South Africa, easy for me to say, Delhi, India, Brunswick, Canada, Sioux Falls, Idaho, Detroit, Michigan, and Jefferson City, Missouri. Thank you all for listening. Our goal is to encourage you in daily Bible listening, reading, and obeying, and that's what we're all about. Please do check out our website, Bible2021.com. Subscribe so you can hear the show every day, and think about sharing us on social media so we can get as many people as possible into God's Word on a daily basis. So, foundations. Very, very, very important to any building. Since marriage, my family and I have only lived in one house that was built new. The contractor and builder was basically my father-in-law, and we lived in that house for over 10 years, longer than any other house we've ever lived in, and we've been married for 25 years. I remember how long it took to build that house, especially in the early days. The foundation work took a ton of time, and things seemed to flow much, much more quickly once the walls were up. Now, nothing is more important to a home or building than the foundation, and nothing is more difficult to fix than a faulty foundation or some sort of foundation problem. And in our chapter today, Jesus is going to metaphorically envision each of us to be like a house, and he's going to command us to build our house, our lives, essentially, on his teachings. And I want you to hear the audacity in this command. Well, at least it would be audacious if Jesus himself wasn't God in the flesh, the creator and redeemer and savior of mankind. But Jesus is telling us here that our lives will stand firm and be eternally successful if we build them on the foundation of his teaching by listening to his word and obeying his word. Conversely, he's going to tell us that our lives will be a spectacular failure if we do not. I want you to consider the ramifications of that statement. And and in considering that, I want to tell you, I remember vividly one time in Uh, I was on a mission trip to Africa. We went to Nairobi, lovely, lovely place, and we spent part of one day in a place called Kabira, which is the largest slum in Nairobi, and it's the largest slum in Africa. It's a place of unimaginable poverty and difficulty. And hear me on this, because this is not at all an exaggeration in any way. A genuinely saved follower of Jesus who spends the entirety of his life working a difficult and low-paying job in the Kabira slums, but who faithfully follows Jesus, will have lived a more successful life than Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Thomas Edison, or any other dozens of famous and rich and impacting humans who do not faithfully follow Jesus. And honestly, it won't even be close. Now, that blows the mind, but given the eternal rewards of heaven compared to a comparatively meager amount of time on earth in seeming luxury, we can see that the wise decision is to build one's life on the teachings of Jesus. Well, let's read our passage, and then we're going to come back and hear from Spurgeon to exhort us further in that truth. Luke chapter 6, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. On a Sabbath, he passed through the grain fields. His disciples were picking heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands, and eating them. 
But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, Haven't you read what David and those who were with him did when he was hungry, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat? He even gave some to those who were with him. Then he told them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. A man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The scribes and Pharisees were watching him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath so that they could find a charge against him. But he knew their thoughts and told the man with the shriveled hand, Get up and stand here. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to him, I ask you, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? After looking around at them all, he told him, Stretch out your hand, and the man did, and his hand was restored. They, however, were filled with rage and started discussing with another one another what they might do to Jesus. During those days, he went out the mountain to, to the mountain to pray and spent all night in prayer to God. When daylight came, he summoned his disciples and he chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, called the Zealot, Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. After coming down with him, he stood on a level place with the crowd of his disciples and a great number of people from all of Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon came. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those tormented by unclean spirits were made well. The whole crowd was trying to touch him because power was coming out from him and healing them all. Then looking up at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, because the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are hungry now, because you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, because you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, insult you, and slander your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Take note, your reward is great in heaven, for this is the way their ancestors used to treat the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your comfort." Woe to you who are now full, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are now laughing, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for this is the way their ancestors used to treat the false prophets. But I say to you who listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If anyone hits you on the cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone takes away your coat, don't hold back your shirt either." Give to everyone who asks you, and from someone who takes your things, don't ask for them back. Just as you want others to do for you, do the same for them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do what is good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to be repaid in full. But Love your enemies, do what is good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He is gracious to the ungrateful and evil. Be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can the blind guide the blind? Won't they both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the splinter that is in your eye. 
When you yourself don't see the beam of wood in your eye? Hypocrite! First take the beam of wood out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree doesn't produce bad fruit, on the other hand. A bad tree doesn't produce good fruit, for each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs aren't gathered from thorn bushes, or grapes picked from bramble brush. A good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart, for his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The river crashed against it and immediately it collapsed and the destruction of that house was great. So here's Spurgeon helping to uh, bring home this truth to us. Our earnest attention, says Spurgeon, must be now given to those who are hearers of God's word and are somewhat affected by it. All hearers are builders of houses for their souls. They are each one doing something to set up a spiritual habitation. Some of these go a considerable distance in this house building and even crown the structure by publicly confessing Christ. They call him Lord, Lord. They meet with his followers and join with them in reverence to the master's name, but they do not obey the Lord. They hear his word, but they fail to do the things which he says. They are mistaken builders who fail in the foundation and make nothing sure except that their house will come down upon their ears. Others there are, and we trust they will be found to be many among us listening now, who are rightly building, building for eternity, constructing a dwelling place with a foundation of rock and walls of well-built stone, of which the Lord Christ is both foundation and cornerstone. I would have you be self-contained, growing each man into Christ for himself, rooted and grounded in love and faith and every holy grace. Then, when the worst storm that ever blew on mortal man shall come, it will be said of your faith, it could not shake it. I beseech you who are now seeking Christ to take care that you build well, that you may stay long in our Zion, the heavenly city, steadfast and unmovable. May God grant it for Christ's sake. Amen. And I say amen to that as well. Spurgeon is telling us the life built on obeying the teachings of Jesus is the life that will be unshaken by the storm. Others might profess Jesus. Others might hear Jesus. Others might call themselves by the name Christian. But if your life, my friends, is not built on the obedience of Christ's word, then your life is not built on a solid foundation. Well, let's close once again reading our Bible memory verse for the month of July, which is today's chapter, Luke 6, 47 and 48. Jesus says, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it, because it was well built. And friends, may we, by obeying the word of Jesus and following him, have well-built houses that aren't shook by the storms. Good day to you, and Godspeed.